Welcome to the Muddy Petties. The Muddy Petties. Oh no, wait, that's awesome. We're gonna start... go to a pedicure and we're gonna get mud on our feet. They're gonna, I'm gonna make them do a pedicure while there's mud on my feet. Yes, that's, that's mandatory. This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. Today we're going to be talking about selling online versus selling, selling in, in person. person. Yes. Yes. And y'all probably know that we have talked about extensively each of those things separately, but this is more of like a compare contrast, like, you know, it's, especially it's during the holidays. Things are just, it is the, it is the capitalist season. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it really is every, the capitalist season. Every season is the capitalist season. Look, the other spaces in the world, like China, Japan, the other, everything but America might have invented the thing, but we figured out how to sell it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And we're, we're real good at selling it as, <laughs> as Americans. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. I would like to talk about selling in person first. Okay. And then, because in my mind, and I'm, I'm trying really hard not to be biased about this. In my mind, one of them is clearly better than the other. <laughs> like one of them takes less travel and less energy, but it takes Ooh. more, it takes more mental finagling, if you will, to like put it together. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's, cause I think I have a differing opinion on that. Cause I, I know, think I know what you're talking about. You so. social potters out there <laughs> are like, I want to sell in person. I'm like, that's wild. That's, yeah. that's wild. Well, I don't know. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's get okay, into it. So right. Tell me, tell me your, tell me your feelings. Okay, so I, that's the end game right there. In my opinion, <laughs> in my, I'm going to say opinion. In my opinion, I enjoy selling online far better, especially if you get a place that has a lot of good traffic, such as Etsy, mm -hmm. um, because you essentially don't have to have as much contact with people. Of course, you also don't have to have the travel time and you don't have to change your like tax mm. permit. When you, you know, we went to- uh, Sack anime? Or no, Fanime, remember Fanime? Oh yeah, yeah, They made us carry like a seller's permit that changes the taxes for what we're selling in that very moment. Oh yeah, I, I think so. Well, well, I think, I mean, you have to, you have to get a, a sale, a sales permit no matter where you sell it. Like if you're selling at an in-person event, yes. you need a sales permit, or at least in California. Right, but in, in when I went to San Jose, they were like, our city pays different taxes than yours does. Yes. So you yes. have to, you have to understand that and we're gonna tax you on that. And I was like, okay, I don't wanna do that every year. Yeah. I don't want to do that. It's like, I don't, the less paperwork I have to do, the better I like the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That's and fair. Although online, online is, does have, can yeah. potentially have a lot of paperwork. I hate that paperwork too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So selling online is kind of like you have a permanent table, right? You have your own website. Yeah. Or even you have like a pseudo website, like Etsy or something like that, right, where it's right. a third party website. Mm -hmm. And you essentially have a pseudo table where I personally on Etsy, I'm sorry. I personally on Squarespace pay like a hundred something dollars every year mm -hmm. for my invisible table in yeah. which you buy a product and I send it to you online, mm -hmm. which by the way, I did just restock it. <laughs> if you're... you're listening to this podcast, there's probably like 20 pots left on there. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. My patrons and whatnot get it, essentially pick it first and then everybody else gets yeah. other stuff. But, um, it's, it's way easier for me to have an invisible table where you can buy things all year round mm -hmm. rather than going, I'm going to be at this time in this place for this specific amount of time, for these hours, for this many days. And if you're not getting to me at this time in this place, mm. you don't get my work. Of course you can do both, but like, 
I get to watch anime. <laughs> and like I have a heater next to me, you know? And I, and I like, yeah. I'm, I'm with my baby and my wife. Yeah. And I'm playing God of War. And, you know, I get a little <laughs> ding on my phone. And I'm like, oh, somebody bought something. And I go in there oh, and I dude. inspect it. And I, I sand down the bottom. If you've ever bought a pot from me, the bottom be smooth, best belief. Yeah, it is. And then I package it up and I send it to you. And I put a little dirty note in there. It says, <laughs> you look cute today. And then that's it. Oh, that's I didn't realize you do that. This time it was stickers. So somebody on my Instagram, because I had asked, Mm -hmm. I wanted like a little cartoon effigy of me. Yeah. Somebody made the cartoon effigy of me and then I put like stickers on the packages. So (gasps) anyone who bought pots from me this time. Oh my God. Got like a little representation of a little, little effigy of me. I love that so much. I know. I know. I'm going to try to make them into stickers, question mark. If you send me the file, I will do that for you. Okay. Yeah. Send me the file. I'm going to try but then i don't know if i should sell the stickers or if i should like just put them in packages that people buy pots well maybe maybe like, that's for you because you bought something from me i don't know you could talk to the talk to the person who like drew the who did the art and like see if they're okay with like it being reproduced and stuff oh she yeah oh she definitely. all did oh, okay yeah. okay we it was like a maybe a week-long thing i was like i really want this and she's like done and i was like you christ <laughs> she's like here's the pdf and i was like oh my god you're mm. so fast dude that's awesome who's the artist uh, I I have to I have to double check okay because I feel okay. like I always say her name incorrectly. Oh, that's fair. Okay, but this goes back to the fact that if if you buy something from me online, I can give you a little love notes and whatnot. Like I could I could do little things. Yeah, that's true. Dora, Dora. I always want to say Zora because mm. her handle is. There you go. I'm showing it to Lindsay right now. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. So her uh, actually well. I'm, I'm assuming they're a her because they don't list their pronouns. But yeah, so it's uh, on Instagram. Either way, they got glasses on, so they're automatically hot. <laughs> I got a thing for glasses. So on Instagram, if you want to see their art, it's S Z I L A D O R. And I always, I always look at that handle and go, "That looks like Zora to me." It but does, is, it does. I it, totally, totally. That is not what it is, yeah. though. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so so you get to put in little little love notes. Little love notes, your... and it's just it's a better version of control in my area of comfort to have people buy stuff from me and then me send it off yeah. in my studio with my space where I can control everything. But like, even if I went to a table with you, uh-huh. I'd have to plan like hotel and flight and food, <laughs> and I have to make sure that like I cover you as you go to the bathroom and you cover me as I go to the bathroom, and then I have to be in this enclosed space of these German people. And then, <laughs> These germ people, and then then I have to like deal with. I have to mask so hard. I have to mask so hard, and I have to like, like, oh, is this your pots? And I'm like, oh yeah, and as if I didn't want to say like, obviously, duh, (laughs) obviously, then my mom, you're standing in front of this table because it makes me feel good. Oh my god. Oh, I don't know who made this stuff. It's just, I'm just standing. The artist isn't here. Yeah, I guess. Oh my god. I'm just watching it for them, and then they get to ask me questions like, oh, so you're a potter, and then I always want to be like. <laughs> I get you're trying to yeah. make polite conversation with me, but it's just as well as asking me how's the weather in an indoor mm. area. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I definitely I like when a person feels more introverted or when like social interaction just takes more energy. Way more. That energy. is that is the biggest benefit of selling online. It's because there's social contracts in place to talk to someone. Like it's like when someone goes, "How are you?" Mm-hmm. and you go, "I'm fine." 
that's there's no need for that whatsoever in our society. Yeah. It's it's almost like saying hello now. But realistically, if somebody's like, "How are you?" and you gave them your life story for the day, oh yeah, they'd be yeah, like, no, "Yo, that's not socially acceptable. Don't do that." Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, just say it's, good like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It's Please. like it's just part of the part of the script of our cultural context. Yeah, and it's I I think I've gotten to the age, not even the age, just the mentality where I'm like I've. I'm done with that. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that on online selling. Yeah. I don't have to do it. And the worst part, the worst, I'm sorry, I'm ranting. Go, the go worst, for it, go for the it. The worst part is that if I ever get to a real, like if I ever drop my like facade of social interaction uh -huh. and I start getting into a space where I want to communicate with you, mm -hmm. I start getting into like glaze chemistry and uh... like the platelets of, like the platelets of clay are magnetized so that one side is positive and one side is negative. So they basically slide over each other as you wedge and they're looking at me like what <laughs> what are you talking about and i'm like yeah yeah the covalent bonds of, of the electron cloud and, and inside your your glaze and like what and, like, <laughs> and then they're like okay i'm gonna go and i'm like if you didn't want to interact with me <laughs> why did you start this facade <laughs> why yeah yeah. Oh, is it oxidation or reduction? Oh. Dude, you know you've asked that question. I've heard you ask that question. You like, I've seen you at con or at like public events, go up, pick up a piece, look at the foot, touch the foot and oh, go, yeah. is it, what cone is this? Yes, yeah. And no, I'm just like, bro. I'll totally ask that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody- Which is fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I love when people ask that. I like when there's a middle ground like that. Yeah. Because if somebody does that to my pot and goes, what cone is this? I go, oh, I can talk to you on like a, like a realistic level on some, yeah. like some level. Uh-huh. But uh -huh. like, Anywhere on the two extremes, like, it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The thing about selling online, though, which is like, okay, my two, my two biggest beefs with selling online yes. is that, like, I hate shipping. You hate shipping? I hate shipping I so much. I love shipping. Bro, can I, like, hire you to do my shipping? Because I hate it. I have like, a program called Shippo, and I click three buttons, and I send that <sighs> out, and it's done. Cause when I, when I send things out, like the, sh the actual shipping of like printing out the label, which you know, don't, admittedly none of these things individually take a lot of time, Yeah. but it's like, I have to like tape all the boxes. I have to get out my RAN pack and my, you know, my craft paper that I, you know, use as filler and I have to, you know, wrap everything. I have to write my little notes. I have to make sure that I don't mix up one note and put it with like the packing slip of another note. And you need a system. That's like five minutes away. I have a no. I have a system. I have a system set up. It just the system feels tedious to me, and I don't like. This is like the doing laundry. This is like when people are like, no. "I gotta do my laundry," and you're like, "There's a machine that does that for you," and you're like, "No, I gotta get the clothes out." No, that's and then not I gotta true. The, and then I gotta tote the laundry thing over that's to the laundry. That's totally not true. And that's then I gotta put the water in, oh and I'm like, "It's all the same shit, Lindsay." That's not even. That's not even true. Because <laughs> okay. like, okay, because like, first of all, laundry is mindless. With like with shipping stuff, it's yes. like if I if I could just like zone out to podcasts. You don't? Let me let me. Okay, let, I'm sorry. I'm finish. sorry. I'm let sorry. Let me finish. I'm sorry. Okay. So so if I could just like zone out to podcasts mm -hmm. and pack everything and do all that and it, and it didn't take very long, like yeah. that'd be fine. But like I have to make sure that I'm grabbing the right pot. I have to make sure that I'm you know it's like I write out little thank you notes and then I you know like sure it's not that complicated, but to me it's just tedious as hell. And I would rather be at an in person event where yes, it takes more energy for social interaction, yes. but I can sell 200 pots yes. in two days. That's the max that I like about selling in person is I sell way more pots. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, and that's the thing. And it's like, okay, 
Yeah. So this is a few different things I'm going to try and pull together no, in a talk cohesive it. statement. Talk it, talk it. Okay, so when you're selling in person, you sell a lot more pots. Of course. Generally, generally speaking. Positive. Well, unless, okay. If you have a really, really big audience online, then then you can sell as many online as in person. But yeah. if you're selling online and you want to sell as many pieces, you have to have a bigger audience. That means having a, a stronger presence on social media. If you're just starting selling particularly, or you have a relatively small audience, selling online, I feel like you have to put in a lot more footwork to sell as many pots as you could if you just went to a, to the right event over the weekend. Now, again, part of selling at an in-person event and making it successful is picking the right event because you and I can sell 200 pots in a weekend at an anime convention because those yes. are our people. Yes. I would rather have that social interaction and then be exhausted for a couple days afterwards right. and hermit yes. than like if I had to ship 200 pots, oh my God. <laughs> like if I yeah. like had an online update with 200 pieces and they all sold, I'd be like, I, would I gotta, love that. I gotta wrap all those. F like, it's oh, a oh, day shoot. of work for me. Oh my god. That's a day. So like, like legit. I'm gonna hire you to wrap my stuff. Those I hate shipping so much. Well, the so the way I do it is I look at all the pot, and I'm sure you have your own system. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But like, I have a table that's specifically right. for shipping. That is also for like junk. <laughs> and then I like. Let's say, let's say right now, from, just from the podcast, people yeah. went to earthnationceramics.com and they bought like five pots. Yeah. When I get home, I'm going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to get those five pots out. I'm going to inspect them. I'm going to sand down the bottoms real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure they're good. Blow off the dust. Probably dunk them in water just to make sure they're nice and clean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to ram pack them, get out the appropriate boxes for them, mm -hmm. pack them, print the labels, and then stick them on there and put them outside for my, my person, my male person. Mm -hmm. And then when she comes by, I hand her all the pot, and that's it. That takes me like 20 minutes of work maximum. And the entire for five pots? For five pots. Do, and you, do you write little like thank you notes? What I often do is that, you know, I have like the Dynamo printer. Yeah. What I often do is I write the, because I have horrible handwriting, <laughs> I write the little notes or I make the stickers yeah. in there and then I just print five of those. Um, and then they come out and I stick them in the, you know, and they're yeah. also stickers because packing oh, things. Right, right, right. So they, like, if they want a little love note from Dante sticker, it's in there. So that's that's just how I do that. Yeah. But it's, it's I don't know why it, take, it just I takes think you me just, longer. I think you just did not enjoy, but you can handle the social interaction far better than I can without having like someone next to you. Like a, like I need oh, you next yeah. to me right, right, in right. order to be a buffer. For sure. Interacting socially still takes work. Like I I consider myself an introvert in that sense where I although it's weird because it's okay okay to be honest this is gonna sound a little weird. No, you're good. When I feel like I'm I'm at a convention it almost feels like a performance and not in like a negative way where it's like I'm performing a different persona, but it's more like I'm so, cause I did, I did like a little bit of theater when I was in younger like school and- I just want you to know you're the only theater kid I've ever liked. Really? Oh, I hate them so much. I mean, I don't think I qualify as like a full blown theater. Like I did like two no. plays. I wasn't like a full blown oh, theater. Oh, okay. Kid. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I love, I, I kind of, I really enjoy theater. Theater is people. the gateway to furrydom. <laughs> I, I mean, so is that I a love, problem? Dante? I love furries, but I don't like their unevolved form, which is theater kids. Oh my god! Oh my god! So you need them in their final evolution. They're near Pokemon. Oh my god! I love that. My so Discord much. is full of them. Hey, Hayden, Hayden, hella hard. I promise. I, I, if I you're, love if furries. If you are, if you are a theater kid, enjoy that. Enjoy that. You are loved. Anyway, okay. Let me finish. Yeah, let me finish. Ahead, my ahead, thought, ahead. Okay. Being at a convention feels like a performance in the sense that. 
I have to be so focused, so in the moment, so yes. present yes. that it's like time ceases to have meaning. Oh my like God. I can, like a whole ass day will go by and I have like, it does, it could be, it feels like it could be a week or like 15 minutes. Yes. My sense of time is that screwed up because it's like not, again, not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like after each day, mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, but by the end of that weekend, I know that I'm gonna have a few days to just chill and relax, hermit and do absolutely nothing. And I have just sold enough. I was thinking about it the other day. If I picked three events a year, three in-person events, mm -hmm. if I only did those three events, I priced my work appropriately and I actually had enough inventory for all three of those events, mm -hmm not thinking about cost of materials and price of going to the convention, I could make $30,000 from those three events. Yes. Because I made like 7,000 at SAC Anime yes. this, in September. That sounds great. And to not have to ship any of those pots would be amazing. Yeah, would be it amazing. Is. Now again, it's like, I would have to obviously, cause 30,000 is not enough to live in California. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah. So obviously I would still need to be doing online updates in between. Yeah. But to me, those in, again, I know I'm kind of repeating myself here, but those in-person events, I don't have to do shipping. I am lucky enough that I have, a, I can go to those events that are close by. Like if I had to fly, like, yeah, there's, like there's a reason. I couldn't do it. There's yeah. a reason I don't go to Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle. Yeah. Because the cost of getting all my stuff there would, would outweigh, at least at this point, would outweigh what I could make in that weekend. 100%. Yeah. And then you have to deal with the, the physical and emotional, I'm gonna call it damage, even though it's not, it's not that serious, <laughs> but I'm gonna call it damage. The physical and emotional damage of like getting on a flight and packing your stuff and paying for shipping on the flight because it's, yeah. it's pottery, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. And then like, it's, it's it, whenever someone offers me an out of city or out of state person event, yeah. I'm always like, either you're comping my stuff somehow or like you're paying for my flight. Cause like, yeah. I, I'm not trying to be out like $2,000 of hotel and flight charges just to like come visit you. Yeah. Like, yeah there was yeah, someone yeah. in, uh, I want to say Cincinnati, somebody in Cincinnati invited me to their college. They're part of the Potter's Guild. Oh, that's and cool. It was like last month. And I was like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but you'd have to pay me like four G's. Oh yeah. To like, it's like a G for hotel and then like mm -hmm. 500 for food and then like a G for flights round trip. Yeah. Cause Cincinnati do be far. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you got to pay me for going there. Cause mm -hmm. I got to miss work and be away from my baby. Yeah. Every no, morning I wake up mm -hmm. at like seven or 8 AM and I clean the house a little bit and I cook food for my wife and I change the baby mm -hmm. and then I feed the baby and then I clean the house a little bit. She's not going to have that service for like four days. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. You got to pay me for that. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. No. And I think that's the reason why for people who do travel and they teach workshop workshops across the country, they get paid adequately to make that make sense. Yeah. That's its own whole conversation yeah, that whole, we should actually be really interesting to talk to like find an artist who teach a lot of workshops and talk to them about that. But that's for a future episode. Matt Katz. One, oh my God. You hear me, Matt Katz? <gasps> I'm calling you out. You come on our podcast. Oh my god! I'm already taking his classes. That'd be amazing. I've already bought his classes. Does I'm he do workshops? Them. Okay, no. This is this is. He does workshops. No, no, no. I was gonna ask if he travels to do workshops. Yeah, well, oh. I don't think he travels, but I think he right. has like online. Well, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does them online, but like. But yeah. like he stations them, so I think he has right. like two going on right now, and they're both yeah. separate parts of the country. Right. And I don't know how if he does it in person, but I know that like. He sets up a version of himself somewhere yes. to teach a class. Yes, 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 yes. And it's, I think Seth Rogen took one of his classes. 
Of course, Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. my god, Seth Rogen has become an amazing Potter in he the past really like, two, three years. Glorious. I know. Yeah. We, we okay. claim Seth Rogen, by the way. What? We claim Seth Rogen, by Wait, the way. He's we? a Potter. He's. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. So reeling it in. Sorry. <laughs> this is you all can't see this, but I'm like reeling in like she a has little, an invisible a fishing rod. She's Mr. Miming. Of yeah, I am. <laughs> Anyway, so one thing I will say though, one of the benefits of selling online though is that you actually get to sort of, this is kind of a weird way to say it, but like reward your online audience for following you. Oh yeah. Because if I only did in-person events, then so many of the people who follow me online and like ask about my work yeah. wouldn't have access to my work. And so I think when you get to that point w with social media mm -hmm. where you have enough of a following to warrant like selling an online shop, can I say that I, I this is gonna sound gatekeepy. I, <laughs> I really love that aspect. I love that the people that follow me and have notifications on actually mm -hmm. look at my content at least every other day are getting my work first. Even though it's not, it's not like beneficial to my pocketbook as much as it would be for an in-person event or to be on like a larger platform. Mm -hmm. I love that like the people who actually like me and my work are getting a piece of me at some point yeah. first. Cause I get so yeah. many messages of people are like, ah, I just, I wanted a pie and I looked at your website and they're all gone. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> were you not, were you not paying attention to any of my posts <laughs> at all for the last month? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, as much as I'd like to say that I don't also enjoy that little bit of an ego stroke. And I know it's like, like it I is. feel I, it is. And I, it's like, okay, I'll say for myself. I, it's a hundred percent ego for me, like, like it, and I and I know that it's not good necessarily, because like, admittedly, I've totally been in that position. Yeah, I've been on the other side of that where it's like I haven't followed someone's, I haven't been paid close enough attention to know exactly what day, what time their updates are going to drop, and I've missed work because yeah. of that. Right. So it's like there's nothing wrong with being on that side because realistically, part of selling online is to lower the number of barriers there are to someone purchasing your work. That is fair. Like, as someone decides that they want your work, ideally, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to then, like, what's if that's point A is them deciding they want to buy your work, mm -hmm. and point B is buying your work. Yes. Like, they have clicked checkout and they are, they've purchased the thing. Yes. You want to have as few steps in between there as possible. Of course, yes. Easy. Access, and I was talking to my my sous chef Jackson about this the other day, and America in specific does a fantastic job of making things ease of use over necessity. Like, okay, that's a pretty big, I feel like anytime you mention a country, no, no, it's on, like, okay, Dante's about to make no, a big ass generalization. Hear me out. Hear okay, me, all right, whatever, go, 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 hear go, me go. Out. If I can sell you an item that you don't need, but you kind of want it, and it's super easy to get. Dude, literally that's capitalism. That's us, though. It's everybody. That's, it's, that's like us in China. That's oh my God, Dante. <laughs> that's literally the entire. That's like the entire world is like it's like selling things that we don't maybe like. Yeah. You could say that we don't need this boba that we're enjoying here. Why would you say that? Because I don't know. I feel. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we do need this boba. I need it's coconut great. milk tea to, to it's, live. It's actually been a while since we've had boba. I'm kind of excited. I've been tracking calories the past six days, um, and it's. This is like 500 uh, easily. I'm really, I'm really glad. And I, okay, so I, I can maybe reel it down okay, on the right. generalizations, but I will say 
from a marketing point of view, you're right. It's always better to make it easier for someone to get an item. Yes. Because at a certain point, even myself, if mm -hmm. I really want something and it's difficult to get it, yeah. no matter the cost, I'm just gonna be like, I don't wanna do it. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly, now. exactly. That's why the, um, I was watching a documentary on Amazon and they were talking about the majority of their sales are with the buy it now button. Yeah. The high majority of their sales. Yes. And they're just like, yeah, we like we don't really care what we're sending. If you could buy it immediately mm -hmm. in a singular one or two clicks, one click, you're yeah. gonna get it. Mm -hmm. And that's just honestly the key to selling stuff is yeah. to make it the easiest you can get it to be for people to buy things from you. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what it is, realistically. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they need it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if, if how much it costs. Because yeah. someone out there is going to buy it. It's that's, just making it easy. That's actually one of the benefits in a weird way about selling. And America's it, really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's really good at it. But, yes, yeah, America is good at that. I can't disagree, but I'll say that America's not the only one. What I will say Especially. is that that is one of the benefits, too, of selling in person is that you get to take advantage of that temporal element of selling yes. in that like you were at that event in that moment it's in front of you. you know it's right in front you're yeah. able to touch it like that's the other thing is that you know especially if you were you know like i'd say overall the biggest benefit of selling in person at a real like at the right event is that you can expand your audience immensely oh, because yeah. they're able to see your work you're in that moment they can pick it up and hold it and for someone who's maybe been following you for a while and knows that you produce quality work you know yeah. has, they've seen the reviews they've you know ho however they go about it but if you were if you're showing your work to a completely new audience member the likelihood of someone who is just finding your work, yeah. buying it immediately online versus in person, I, I don't have the data to back this up, but I feel like new clients tend to buy in person faster. Like you, like you, t you can take advantage of that impulse buy, which I, I feel a little bad about sometimes because I'm like, Ooh, am I taking advantage of the whole like impulse buy serotonin dump thing? I mean, I, I don't know, or dopamine, whichever it is. I mean, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> like honestly, like if you're like, oh, I hate, I hate impulse buying and the serotonin it gives me, and then yeah. I don't, and then I put the item in my garage and I don't touch it for years on end. I just spent money out of nowhere, and then you complain you don't have enough money. Mm. Like if you're part of that crowd, like I know there's problems mentally physically, emotionally, that people have that can't get past this problem. But yeah, like, I mean, there's, like, act, there's actual addiction, which is a thing. You're right, of course, yeah, and I under, I understand those things, but for those of you that can, master yourselves. <laughs> master yourself, <laughs> Oh, yeah, please. just make it easy, just master yourself. Just, just And I know but, it's yeah, difficult. Like, yeah. sugar addiction can't be kicked because a lot of us, like, including mm -hmm. myself, have it, and sugar's super addictive. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if there's a seller out there taking advantage of my sugar addiction, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's 100% that guy's fault. <laughs> like, to a certain degree, yeah. I could just... I don't know. Sh sh this this gets finagling when it comes to, like, actual drugs. But, like, sugar, it's like, maybe try to reel it back a bit. Okay. You know? Right. Like, I, I don't I, know. Do something it's, to it's, help. It's hard, it's hard to make the comparison with, like, sugar and, like, a potentially, drugs, a, yeah. potentially addictive substances. Like, alcohol. But, like... Okay. But, what, but I hear what you're saying in terms of, like, in general as we've kind of discussed, like yeah. the whole system of our economics is based around, okay, now Damn I'm, making, near addiction. I'm, I'm making generalizations, but, but like, when, like you're saying, like, they're mostly true though. This, com well, I was yeah. going to say companies like Amazon is like, they, they make it easy to buy your work. And yes. so it's like, that's anyway. So reeling, re <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. reeling it back into for us and our experiences, 
selling online versus selling in person. Yeah. I mean, that go, that kind of ties into it. Yeah. Our yeah. job is to do essentially what Amazon does. Yeah. Which is to make it easy for you to buy. They're, right. They're very closely connected. Yeah. And what to what you were saying is I think having an in-person event, if you are a person and you are mm-hmm. there and you are physically there and you are in a room called Artist Alley and you are <laughs> there to buy an artist's work. Yeah. That is the easiest thing you can do because yeah. it is easy. It is as easy as picking it up handing someone little numbers on a card and then transferring those numbers to somebody else's thing that has more numbers than yours, probably. And then, like, that's it. That's as easy as it gets. Yeah. Because you're already there in person. That Mm -hmm. is the easiest way to do it. And that's a major benefit of selling in person. Yeah. But, like, oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just thinking online, it's interesting to see some of the different ways that various companies have tried to make selling online easier. Like I think about with Instagram, for instance, they have the whole Instagram shopping thing where for people who follow your work online, you can have an, an Instagram shop that is linked to your website. So it's still, my understanding is that it still all happens because I haven't used it, but my understanding is that it still all happens within the Instagram app. Yes. But you're able to link up that shop to your own website. That's actually a little side note. One of the downsides, and I know we said we weren't gonna talk about this, but I have to to mention this, is that if you have an Etsy, you can't link, at least as far as I understand right now, you can't link your Etsy shop to Instagram's shopping feature because you have to like own the site to, like you can do it with Shopify, you can do it with like like either of us. We have Squarespace, Yeah. yeah, for our online shops, but with Etsy, you can't do that. Yeah, I imagine they're kind of, not fighting, but like, yeah, they're not the same business. Right, right. So there are so many different ways to lower that barrier for selling online. You know, you can like post the links now, which was a huge, huge. Huge. When Instagram opened that up to people under 10, who have under 10,000 or fewer than 10,000 followers made a huge ass difference. Like there's little reminders that you can set. So like when a shop update happens, you can, you know, you click your followers can click to, you know, Get little reminders and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I put it on my and, stories all the time on Instagram. Yeah. And of course I'm missing. I tried to I tried to go on Twitter and I was it, I unfortunately started doing Twitter more often. <laughs> right as the right as the thing yeah. happened. And I was like, ah, <laughs> ah, and then and then Kanye happened and I was like, I'm done with Twitter. Yeah. Too many bad omens yeah. going on. You know, for like a you know, for like a astrology and like crystal people. Oh right, right. They start doing a new thing, and then like a bunch of omens happen. They're like, nope, not doing that thing anymore. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> Mercury had too much Gatorade. That's <laughs> Mercury too much Gatorade. That's what happened to me. Oh, I was like, like mm, little Kanye went down, and then yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That's that's not a good omen. I'm just gonna mm. stay away from Twitter for a bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That. Oh, sorry. Good. I think for the in-person event, you could well. I'm always afraid, and this is one of the major reasons I always have, like, a buffer like you oh, around yeah, me yeah. whenever I go to, like, super big social events, uh-huh. especially in the pottery world, is because, like, I'm constantly in a state, and you you can say it's trauma, and that might be a, a somewhat valid argument, but I think people <laughs> use the word valid as true or correct, and mm. I don't know if that's real. <laughs> I don't know if those are synonyms, my mm. guy. But simultaneously, I have learned throughout my life, or it is ingrained in my brain, that like there's constantly a facet of danger or if anyone talks to me that I don't know personally, they want something from me. Mm. And so I'm constantly have this like shield around me of like, I don't want any of it. Yeah. I hate advertisements. I hate when random people, like when I was a kid, I walked on the street and somebody was like, hey, and I'd be like, nope. No, <laughs> I would either keep walking or I'd have to get real aggressive. Yeah. So I'm always afraid that uh, in in-person events, 
my social politeness mask will go down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, if you're not there to, like, intervene, somebody would, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's nice to meet you, yeah. And they would say something rude, and I'd be like, oh, we're being rude. Okay, it's my turn now. <gasps> you know, like, my mask would immediately drop. Yeah. And I think having a buffer around me uh, of, of people that are a little more polite than I am at the drop of a hat... <laughs> Is is better is better for me in my business. Yeah. Because when yeah. I was a kid, I, people would say something, and I wouldn't like. I just wouldn't respond. I'd be like, "Well, you're gonna get hit now." Like I would just go. Yeah. I'd be like, "You said something rude, and I didn't like it, and you did it to the person I like, and now we have problems together." Right. And right. this this is where it's going, and you won't do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise mm-hmm. you will understand that. <laughs> but like, I don't like in person events just on a personal level for part of that reason. Yeah. Is yeah. because I get like. Not aggressive, but I will get rude at the drop of a hat when someone is rude first. Right. Like, when someone, like, this is a horrible example, but, like, if you were in a fight and someone pulled out a knife, that in my brain means, like, oh, I can pull out the gun now. Oh, Like, you made it okay. (laughs) You were rude first. (laughs) You made it okay to go here. Don't clutch your pearls now. (laughs) How dare you? You made it this way. (laughs) You started this and I will finish it. So I like having a a, a buffer and in-person events are just like the gateway for that masking to go down. Yeah. And so online, it's very easy for me to never have enough interaction with people (laughs) to where I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. I, I I I think that makes, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like, I think what's nice is that because people can be successful both at in-person and online events. Yes. Like you get to, as an individual artist, you get to make that decision about like, okay, what suits me best? Like there's, yes. cause, I, cause I, I think in general, you know, people can be successful at, at both. You know, I think some, there are some outside factors that that can determine whether selling online happens more easily versus selling in person. Like if I, if I lived in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. it would be more difficult to do in-person events that would be successful for me. But, um, John's a great example of that. He lives literally in the middle of nowhere. Massively (laughs) successful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he he sells really well online and he sells his work and and he has the coffee shop and yeah. Yeah. Dude's like killing it. He goes. Yeah. Yeah. He do. He go. (laughs) Yeah. I also always have this fear that in in-person events, uh, you're going to get to know the real me and that's going to be the gateway towards like, oh, I don't really like you. Aww. Yeah. And it's, I don't know that there's, especially as a social media or a content creator online, there's this persona. I try really hard not to have a persona. For sure. But there's this persona that this perception that people have of you yeah that they put in their minds mm-hmm. if they don't know the real you and when you get to in-person events that is torn down once you have real interaction with them yeah and i'm always afraid that someone's gonna meet me and be like oh you're nothing like what i thought you were in fact mm. you're a less likable version of what i wanted mm. you to be in my mind and that is not my responsibility at all oh yeah i, I was i'm glad you're saying that because yeah. i was about to be like that doesn't matter though, Dante. That's not on it's me. It's like, yeah, it's really That's, not. Your perception of me has nothing to do with the actuality of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At all. But I will say, I there is, there is, uh, in a more meta sense, a fear of like someone who's gotten to know me over like the course of three or four years online mm-hmm. has never met me, and then they get to know me, and they're like, oh, I never really liked your work, and I'm like, no, it's not that you didn't like my work; it's that you tied a fictitious version of me in your head to mm-hmm. my work. And you wanted to buy my work because you thought we were great friends. But realistically, when you meet me, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I don't like you. 
But you're not yeah. someone I would get along with at all. And I'm like, yep, I'm glad you know that now. Yeah. I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> I've been online telling you that for years. And now you believe yeah. me because you've met me. <laughs> I think I will say, I think that whole tying of the fictitious version of someone with their product, I think that happens a lot. Like, I think yes. it's in a weird way. And not that that's necessarily always a bad thing, but it's just recognizing that, like, on the user end of that... And, and again, this might be, you know, saying the obvious here, but like recognizing that like the version of someone that we see online is only one aspect of their personality. Rarely. Because I do think that there is really great value in time. Like, like how do I say? Again, I'll bring up this example, but... Um, There's marketing value in being likable, I guess? Well, not, I so, not so much that. Uh, I mean, yes, there is. There, there is. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I think part of the reason that people buy somebody's work is not just for the work themselves, but for the association with that artist. Yes. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I've bought work that from artists who maybe their style wouldn't necessarily be my thing, mm -hmm. but I like the person and, and I want to support that person. So I buy their work. That that's a bit of a fear of mine as well. So while I have the fear of someone liking my work and then meeting me and being like, Oh, I guess, Mm -hmm. I don't really like your work. I just liked you. Yeah. And that made me like your work, I guess. I have the opposite meta problem as well, <laughs> where I think, oh, you only like my work because you like my personality so much. Like, what if you meet me and you're like, dude, mm. I love you more than I liked you online. And then my brain goes, mm. and then you're like, oh, I want to buy all these cups and mugs. And then I'm like, oh, you just like me a little too well, much. Why is that? Why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing for personality. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, you don't like my actual work. You just like me and you want to support me doing mm. my work. You know? why, why is that less valuable than someone liking your work? Because my brain goes either you're, you like me or you like my work. But in a perfect world, you would like a mixture of the two. I think that's usually what ends up happening. I hope that. That's, that's why I yeah. call it fears. Because yeah. I, hope, I hope someone doesn't like only my work and then meets me and goes, Oh, I don't like you. I just like mm. your work. Oh, but I tie okay. the two yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also, on the other spectrum, always want someone to go, I like your work. I mean, I like you. You're all right. Mm -hmm. But I like your work more than I like you. And I'm buying your work for the quality of your work. Yeah. Not for the yeah. quality of your personality. And mm -hmm. I'm always afraid that especially in an in-person event, that field is going to be broken down. Yeah. And they're going to meet me and be like, oh, my misconceptions of you were just that, misconceptions. Mm, yeah. You know, but online, you watch a YouTube of me, I package that stuff up, I send you a little... <laughs> little, little in the mail, oh, and yeah. you open it up yeah, and, you know... You go, yay! You watch, a, you watch an episode of the Throw With Me, little little chill time, relax video I post, yeah. and then you drink it, and then you, that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I do got to do... You're... you're you're right in that I do have to do some more in-person events, though. No, I, I I wouldn't. I don't think you do. I'm gonna do one. Okay, I think yeah. Do like I'm I. Do one. The 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 reason that I get excited about the prospect of you doing uh, in-person events is mostly just that that we'll be at the same event together, yeah, yeah. and that's like that. It's totally selfish. Like I think if you never wanted to do an in-person event again, I think that'd be totally fine. Because again, you yeah. you have the audience for it. Okay, because part of me wants to leave the audience with a couple different like solid takeaways. And in my brain, like summarizing some of this, I think if you are relatively new to ceramics and you have it, you don't have a lot of experience selling your work, in my brain, you can think about this two different ways. Mm -hmm. You can think about, okay, if you have access to an in-person event that you think might, maybe, maybe it's the right audience, maybe you're not sure, mm -hmm. going to an in-person event is a really good way to begin to grow your audience, to talk with your potential audience, get a sense of 
maybe get some feedback. Like for instance, when I sold at Sinister Creature Con, which was the first, I think if I remember correctly, was the first like convention I ever sold at. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that people told me is they, they picked up my cup and they're like, oh, I really like the design, but it's too small. Don't say anything. I know you're going to be upset. <laughs> so, so many people said that about my work that I thought, okay, well, this maybe, maybe I should just try, you know, experiment. Not that this has to be all that I make now, but try making slightly larger cups and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. So in-person event gives you the opportunity to talk with a potential audience to get it, you know, kind of like to put your feelers out if you're new to ceramics. However, if you're new to ceramics and, you know, you're less inclined to do an in-person event, the benefits of selling online is that your efforts that you put into your social media account can directly be tied to your success in an online shop mm -hmm. and you and again you don't have to start out with having a website shop you can start out with like a shopify or with etsy or something like that and that can give you a way to access the kinds of customers that you think are going to be potentially a good fit for your work without having to maybe travel to do that or to put yourself in a situation where you're having to be in social situations that you don't want to be in now, I think if you're, sorry, I know I'm just kind of like going, but I'm just like, here's yeah, my thesis no, you're, statement. You're fine. Okay. I, I ramble, you ramble. I think okay. we, uh, this podcast is us taking turns rambling. <laughs> pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. Sometimes we get a good back. I think we have actually normally, we have a pretty good back and forth. We have good but, energy. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> you good? Okay, I'm good. I'm great. Everything's, everything's fantastic. Okay. So, okay. We've had an so, exciting day. Yes, we have. We yeah. have. There's so much that happened before we turned the recorder. There's a <gasps> lot that happened. Before, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so freaking hyped. Uh, yeah. We may be making a Night Peddlers episode about that. Also, I actually have to start the Night Peddlers like podcast thing. But anyway, so if you're, if you're more experienced with selling or with selling your, your, your ceramic, selling your work, I think the benefits of selling at an in-person event is that it can be a quick way to reach audience members that may have had a harder time finding you online. Like again, it's just like, it's a nice little boost to the number of people that know about your work. You can take advantage of like impulse buys. You can, you know, you can, not that that should be like the main goal, obviously, you know, you wanna, you wanna show your work. You want sugar? I got sugar. I got sugar. I got, you want sugar? I got yeah. sugar. You travel to Ceramic Con, you get some sugar. Sugar, sugar. You know? Yeah. And selling online, again, I think the biggest thing with selling online is that like, oh man, like sometimes social media feels like such a chore to me personally. It is. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. So selling online gives me a reason to do more social media work because it's like, I know the more work I put into like promoting myself and my work on, on social media is going to be directly or is more likely to be tied to more sales. One gives you content right. for the next. Yes. And then that cycle. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way. We're like, yeah. so. Oh, wait, crap. Sorry. One last no, thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Other, other major downside, though, of selling in person is uh, your booth setup can be a complicated process. Can be ass. It can, yeah, it can be really like. Ass catch em, dog. <laughs> there are ways to do it that are like relatively low effort. Yeah. But if you want to have a really like personalized, customized kind of setup mm -hmm. that can take more effort. And there's a larger selling in person is going to have a larger upfront cost potentially than selling online. Like you can put stuff on Etsy for like 30 cents, essentially like that's yeah. the listing fee. Right. Yeah. And so, so that anyway, that's just the last little like 
major downside of selling in person. If you're new to selling your work, that can be a bummer is like having to invest in the materials for a table setup. Well, it's also, it's also, you can kind of cut the cost of being in person versus online if you do stuff that's around you. So like we live in Sacramento. Yes. So if we did all the, if we did like two or three tables a year in Sacramento, that's more beneficial for immediate based on how many pieces we have and our, our clientele and whatnot. Yeah. Versus like making an online shop and just waiting for it to trickle. Like right. right now, people who buy my work are people who know about me, right? Who mm-hmm. wait for my online updates, who go on my Instagram bio and see like everything. Here's my shop update. Here it is. Yeah. Or YouTube or XYZ, XYZ. But in person, you're right. You get a much larger batch of new clientele because you're there physically. People came to the thing right. to see the thing and you have the thing mm-hmm. and they're going to buy the thing. Right. Right. They're there for the specific purpose of catching a fish and you're a fish seller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you, yes. you don't have to make it yourself. I got it for you packaged. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're right about that. I got to do more. I got to do a couple in-person events. Hmm. We're going to be at SAC Anime though, right? Yeah, we are. We're going to be at SAC Anime. That's oh, going to be my in-person yes. uh, event. Yes. So we're not, we're not for, for our dear listeners, we're not tabling together. Like I'm going to have my own table and then Dante, you're going to be with uh, Tea Cozy, right? I got invite. I got I got pressured. I got, <laughs> Invited. <laughs> pressured. I got, I got, so basically, like, they were like, oh, you want to share a table? We're going to go to uh, Sack Anime. Because they're they're really going hard on, like, the anime angle. Yeah. And they're like, you're already the anime guy. Let's just get you in here. Mm-hmm. And then you already have your own table. Yeah. And so, like, for a while, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to do a store update. And, like, stuff might sell. You know, it'll be okay. And then, like, a couple weeks later, they're like, you sure you don't want <laughs> and I was like, no, because an artist alley table is like $200, $300, and yours is like $700. I'm good. Yeah. And then they kept asking, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Yay. I'm just going to say yeah. Peer pressure. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you put up the video of the unboxing? Of what? Of uh, of the of the tea cozy uh, avatar set. Oh yeah, that's been. Up. Oh good. Okay. For at okay. least two. I sent it to them and everything. Oh good. good. Okay. I they wanted might. to make sure. Yeah. So if you're if I our, our our dear listeners, if you did not see this, we did an unboxing video for tea cozy for this absolutely incredible great avatar of the last airbender tea set. So yeah. if you haven't seen that yet, go check it out on Dante's YouTube. Also, I put up a video right after that, like a week after, mm-hmm. of me making all of the cups. Oh, that's hella cool. So I was I was like somebody was like how'd you make all those what are the silk screens and whatnot and i was like i'm just gonna show you how to do it yeah, yeah i'm just gonna yeah. go through the process so there's technically two videos to the unboxing there's the actual product that t cozy hired me for us for uh, yeah. realistically and then after that it's me making all of them right except i made half of them for that first set yeah. first yes. set was half second set was me yeah 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 because i had too mu- I had too much other stuff on my plate so we so have so much stuff there's we got a lot no more we, stuff we busy so, so, like, people on Instagram will ask uh, me or Lindsay to do things. And, like, especially if you know the podcast, we come as kind of like a, a package deal sometimes. Oh, but like, we're like two little balls in the same little sack. Don't say this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I just <laughs> One always hangs lower than the other. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but because of this, I get because uh, um, of the popularity of the podcast and just the YouTube channel and whatnot in general... Me and or Lindsay will get offers for both of us to go do a thing. Mm-hmm. And so this year, there's like three big things that, we got, that we're doing together. And it's like, I don't think we're doing any more things. I think I got like the table, the thing, the thing, and one more thing 
on top of like the baby and the channel <laughs> and the cooking for the wife and the and my nine to five job and I still can't believe you work a nine to five nine to five dude. I mean it's not actually nine to five, but you know I yeah. still can't believe you have a full ass job on top of everything. They're gonna be else you do. so mad this year. I might because of all the pottery things I'm doing. I might actually have to be like I just can't work Thursdays anymore. Yeah. And they're gonna be like Yo, you can't quit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you hold like ten percent of this bitch together. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 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 You do. Have you, you ever do. heard the the theory that like. 70% of the work is done by 30% of the workers. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's really true. I, I 100% that's 100% that. and it's... Well, you know what I think we should do? I think we should end this episode, and I think we should do a Night Peddlers episode, and yep. I swear to God, I'm going to get the Night Peddlers set up on its own separate channel so that patrons on yeah. my Patreon, patreon.com slash Dylan. The Mud Peddlers can, do have a Patreon. Yeah, we do have a Patreon. I mean, it's like... It's like me, it's like my Patreon, but like I You get Mud Peddler's content. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. For 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 me it's like you get more YouTube content and you support me. For her it's like you get more Lindsay content, you get more Mud Peddler's content, and then you support Lindsay. Like, yeah. That's essentially yeah. 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 I would say I'm like the still a primary thing. Like, cause most of what I post is like my writing, my behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And then like it like cause, it, cause I've had what the Patreon for like a year a year? No, not even a year. It's been since like January. Yeah. So ultimately what I want to do is like have more of the mud peddlers content. So like, so that'll be like the night peddlers. Yes. And yeah, but anyway. The night peddler is just an extra dirty version of the mud peddlers. Yeah, pretty much. This next episode is about to be lit. Oh! <laughs> We're holding a lot of stuff back right now. Yeah. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. Very we excited. Are. All right. Well, hopefully I will try because this episode's going out like today. Yes. Or maybe like tomorrow. F this week is so busy. This week but do be busy though. So busy. Anyway. All right. Well, all right. We'll see you guys later. Put your pants back on. Yeah. Put them pants on. Or, or take leave, them off. Or leave it off. Just, Just like whatever. Walk outside in full glory. I Don't hope, walk outside in full glory. If you do it to my voice, like I'm not going to kink shame you. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't like my voice, but that's not a me thing. That's Dude, a you got thing. a nice ass voice. What you talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon. And Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.